are now listening to The Intersect. Welcome, listeners. Yay! It's me, Noah Coot, along with my lovely host. Yeah, Michael, here. I always call you lovely at the start of each episode, whenever I start. <laughs> so how you been, man? Long time no here? Uh, I've week. been... I've been busy. It's working. A lot of, a lot of running, too. Um, running starting to ramp up. Work is starting to ramp up. Sleep it's is starting to go down. Getting halfway through the term now. <laughs> yeah, no, midterms are coming up. Next week is so exciting. Like two midterms. I want to die. College is, college is slowly killing me. Help me. Um, no, but I love it here. Even though NYU just crossed 100 cases of COVID. Oof. You know, I actually had within this last week two tests, and I tested negative for both. Which Why is did you have two tests in good. one week? Basically, the way they worked is that they do a weekly test at my school, but then they decide to not do any more tests on Friday, so it was easier for them to get all the results out faster. Okay. Because people don't like working over uh, the weekend. Makes sense. So, I had a Friday time. And they decided to move me over. Well, they asked me when I wanted to move it over. So I told them, you know what sounds good? A Monday. Because I don't really have anything going on Monday afternoons except for practice. So I can always take the time between like classes and practice to okay. do my test. And yeah. Um, I had a really intense workout yesterday. I did... 12 400 meter repeats so that's doing like 12 laps around the track with a uh 50 second break in between each lap cool <laughs> i guess that's and a lot it's exhausting it's about three miles yeah, that is a lot running at the, like a um 520 pace okay with a few breaks in between but okay um how was your week other than desperation and work. Desperation. <laughs> I guess it's uh, it's. You sounded, you sounded like you were in despair of what was going on right now. I mean, about the world or classes or both, because both work. Everything is depressing right now. Okay. So let's go. Um, yeah. No, it's just been busy. Lots of essays. My last COVID test came back negative. You know, like. The eighth ones I've taken since coming to NYU. Um, NYU crossed 100 of active cases this today, so everyone's waiting on to hear what's going to happen now. We didn't get shut down yet, but we don't know what's happening. So. Gotta be careful. Who knows what we're doing? New York City has a spike. In Brooklyn, mainly, there's a spike of COVID. So everyone's like a little bit more careful about having a spike basically it's coming back kind of everywhere and that's not just in new york you can kind of see that all around the world and i'm thinking of europe right now europe like the continent that we stopped talking about what do you mean When's we stopped talking we about mentioned anything from europe oh, oh, oui, oui, croissant, i know it's been a while <laughs> i mean i Shut actually up. speak french so that's kind of <laughs> just making fun well i actually am french okay <laughs> <laughs> okay, but to go ahead with this, yeah, Europe, I kind of feel like we need to include a little bit more international news in here because I'm getting tired of all the American stuff you talk about. I mean, I get tired of it too. <laughs> so, 
We're starting with Corona, probably, as usual. Of course. And so about that, I'm actually... Do you have any world numbers right now? No. I'm, last week, we talked about crossing over a million dead. India is about to hit six million active cases, second only to the U.S. at seven and a half million cases. So, yeah. Life still sucks. COVID is still all around us. Okay. Well, what I've been hearing lately in terms of uh, Corona news is, for example, in Paris, which is now the largest city in the European Union. Bye-bye, UK. Thanks to Brexit. Yeah. They actually are talking about shutting down all restaurants and bars again and upping uh, restrictions due to a resurgence of it. And so there's a bit of a risk that the city might go under total lockdown again, which people are not happy about. But the problem is that Corona numbers are starting to go up again, and it's happening in New York. I'm telling you, it's happening in more places than just New York. Yay. Excitement. And an interesting term I heard used, because this is what the WHO um, is warning about in terms of Europe, is that Europe is starting to reach a point of Corona fatigue, where people are stopping to care about the restrictions and following the rules to... um, avoid spreading the disease and due to this corona fatigue actually the chance of catching corona is starting to go up again and now you have the sudden resurgence going all up all over the place yeah just to specify the fatigue in uh in europe is different than the u.s because europe actually fully shut down like completely shut down like you cannot go out at all even to like exercise not the u.s's thing where it's like don't go to work. Don't go to movie theaters. Yeah, you guys can go out to a beach. Like, it's a whole different, like, system in Europe. Like, they have a lot less deaths than us, collectively. Hey. Yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, it's just people are getting tired of the restrictions because they want to be able to get back to their normal social lives. But that's not possible social life? Right now. What is that? But now let's move on what, to what the U.S. What is social life? No, the place is social life? What? What is it? <sighs> <laughs> Stop it. You know what it is. You're a college student. College students have social lives, too. Where where does it go? Uh, between classes, sleep, or... You forget about it. Okay, sure. That's how it works. Anyways, back to the U.S. COVID made it... Was a big time in the news, like, this past week. Um, first off, uh, we have 7.5 million cases. Something like that. And we have 213,000 dead in the United States. Now, what's notable is some of the people who got infected with COVID this past week. And how do I say this? It's basically the entire White House, like more or less. Uh, The White House now is a super spreader event, which just means like COVID is spreading out to everyone. And the DC mayor says that this is one of the largest spreading events in the city for all COVID. And... Some of the people who got COVID include President Donald Trump, his third wife, First Lady Melania Trump, his senior advisor, Hope Hicks, his senior White House advisor, Stephen Miller, you know, like the evil guy who's like put children in cages, Um, his press secretary, Kaylee McKenney. Um, She doesn't know facts. I don't have to say her her name correctly. U.S. Senator Mike Lee, U.S. Senator Tom Tillis, who are about 
to confirm Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. So that's up in the air. Uh, former White House uh, counselor Kellyanne Conway. Fun fact, we found out that she had COVID because of her daughter posted a TikTok, multiple TikToks about it. Coincidentally, her daughter also has COVID too because Kellyanne got it from Trump or the White House. You, you know what is interesting about this whole TikTok news thing? What? People are getting more information from random social media and people just saying rumors than they are from the actual government. Okay. In this instance, we didn't know Kellyanne Conway had COVID until her daughter said it. Because her daughter is, has a whole fight with her uh, parents. It's hilarious. People, sh- people should watch it. Like, But it's interesting that we're hearing this from social media, from a person's daughter, rather from the administration itself. Yeah. All right. Also, the, talking about administration, pause. One last important person who got COVID, Chris Christie, former governor of New Jersey. And he's actually at the hospital right now. Now, going to the person, I want to say most important on this list, sadly. Uh, so President Donald Trump, he got COVID. Now, he knew his advisor, Hope Hicks, got COVID two days before, but did that stop him from traveling? Did that stop him from isolating himself instead of like going to a campaign rally or meeting with wealthy campaign donors? No, not at all. The man who made fun of Joe Biden for wearing a mask all the time caught COVID. And the internet caught it. What's that German word where you where you make fun of something that's really bad and, and sad? Oh, it's like, um, is it, are you thinking of schadenfreude? Yes, that, that word. I will not attempt to say that. But yeah, the internet was feeling a little bit of that. And... <laughs> You know, it it's worrying when the president of the United States develops a deadly disease, especially because now it's no longer a uh, a hoax because he caught it, and the communication about the disease, the spread of the disease, has been complicated, incomplete. Um, I don't know, some one of those words, because the doctor says one thing. Uh, the White House said one thing, and his chief of staff said it's something else. So, we don't really know what happened to the president, but basically, he got transported to the hospital. They gave him a ton of drugs that indicate that it was a more serious uh, illness than uh, a mild case, which what they've been saying. Uh, he was given oxygen twice. He's currently medicated with a, a steroid which is supposed to be used for people who are facing severe symptoms from COVID and has a side effect of making people aggressive, brash, and, well, more like Donald Trump. So we get Donald Trump squared. And the White House refuses to work with the CDC. Donald Trump is back in the White House. He's uh, doing all right for now. He's still at risk. He's still not COVID-free. But the first thing he does once he gets to the White House is he takes off his mask, he waves to the crowd, and then he goes back in not wearing his mask where he can infect the rest of his staff, you know, the ones who don't already have it. Yeah, wait. So he got discharged from the hospital. And if I do remember, one thing about that is also, wasn't the Secret Service really angry at him? Oh, yes, because he wanted photo op where he basically... 
he got into a a car that like isolates like nothing gets in or out like air particles gets in or out and with two secret service agents because they have to drive him and all he wanted to do was wave at the people who were there to support him like the 40 people who were there so yeah he risked the personal health of two secret service agents for a photo op which i can't decide if it's his worst photo op opportunity because he did he did tear gas a bunch of protesters with the u.s military that one time but still very bad yeah also i just when the secret service the people who are hired to protect you are angry at you usually that's not a good show when they publicly say oh they're unhappy i don't know is anyone happy in 2020 i can think of some people who are happy okay are most people happy in 2020 noah no no but I was going to say, like, Jeff Bezos, he's making a lot of money right now. <laughs> I don't know if Jeff Bezos is treating 2020, like, all in fun. Because Congress wants to do something. But before we get into that, uh, Trump and Congress have decided to do nothing. Again. So they were talking about the uh, another coronavirus relief package. Another stimulus package. And Donald Trump tweeted today, we are not negotiating anything with the Democrats until after the election. Oh, lovely. So does that mean people will stop receiving stimulus package <sighs> till after the election? I mean, there hasn't been a stimulus package. Oh. Uh, there, the last one was in, um, I want to say April, I believe. So what are those checks people are receiving? Or is that not happening anymore? So well, you, you're either thinking of a couple different things. There is the $1,200 check that most uh, U.S. adults got that college students did not get because they don't care about us. Um, there is the initial unemployment checks, which gave an additional $600 in income uh, to people around unemployment. That expired, I want to say, in September, mid-August. So then Donald Trump wrote an executive order, which gave people an basically an additional $400, so $200 less, but it would it kept the program going. And that's set to expire at the end of the year. Congress is, you know, supposed to do something. And the Trump White House has said, no, we're not negotiating with the Democrats. Now, the Democrats have had multiple plans. One was like, I don't know, it was like $3 trillion. Then, they, then their most recent proposal was $2.2 trillion. And the Dem and the Republicans have said, "We will think of a plan eventually." But yeah, mind you, this is the same week that um, airlines have said that they will start laying off fifty thousand of their employees. Disney said that they're laying off thirty thousand park employees. So lots of people are like it's been announced. Lots of people are losing their jobs. Like last week, this week. In the coming future. So, yeah. Hmm. That's the... <laughs> I don't know what else to say. But they're gonna... They're gonna get a new Supreme Court justice real soon. That's a priority for them. Even though it's a little bit complicated now that they're missing two senators. Because Trump may have given them COVID. Yeah. Well, politics and corona start to go hand in hand even more now. It has become political. 
I mean, the White House just rejected the FDA guidelines for a new vaccine because the new FDA guidelines would have pushed the approval of vaccine past the election. And the White House wasn't happy about that. So they're like, no, you're not doing that. They wanted before. Yep. Mind you, there is no scenario that November 3rd and like we can just walk up to a hospital. It's like, hey, do you have the COVID vaccine? Good. Inject me with it. There's no scenario that works. Huh. Especially for like Noah and I who are 20 year olds. So we're at the back of the line. To be honest, though, knowing the amount of work that's needed on a vaccine to make sure that it's safe because a vaccine, you know, it actually there's a pretty high risk of having long-term effects that you can't notice until later with a vaccine. I would not trust injecting anything in myself even with a first round, especially with them going through that quickly. I mean, vaccines in general tend to be safe. It's whether or not they're effective. That's the issue. Yeah, because the the first two trials of uh of the vaccine they test for safety, and it's the third trial that tests for um, that tests for effectiveness. Well, yeah, but uh, of course the thing is, you know, if they're trying to speed through all the trials, I am worried about the safety not being enforced enough. Because the thing is, vaccines are safe because they are tested. Well, it's one of those things where we we have to balance out the effects of COVID versus the effects of a. Uh possible vaccine but as a young 20 year old i'd rather not have anything that would impact me in the long term i'd probably be fine yeah i think we should take a break just to breathe a little all right hello we're back and uh now we're actually going to move out to the u.s and go back to europe for a little bit this little piece of news i actually heard about in one of my classes because if you remember i do a geology course right now and if we talk about geology, we're talking a lot about natural disasters that could happen and how they impact infrastructure. And right now we're covering storms. And actually, something just happened a few days ago due to a tropical storm that uh, was happening along the Italian-French border. So Tropical Storm Alex. And there was actually a major landslide that happened. And it's a mountainous area, so about like 100 houses are swept away, roads were completely destroyed and stuff. I don't know. But it's just been a little while since I saw like news about a natural disaster rather than COVID. I mean, there was the fires. Oh yeah, the fires. Yeah, I've seen a lot of pictures of does and stuff. Well, now this is not fire, this is water. Water is the enemy. <laughs> it's climate change, Noah. No, it's actually legitimately climate change. We're getting bigger fires, bigger bigger tropical storms. And we only have, what, seven years to fix it? Well, honestly, um, we've already done enough damage that can't be reversed by now. And every time a person says, this is the ending point, it's kind of BS, if I gotta be honest. Okay. Well, cool. Because there's always... Every time, every day we go through, there's just more and more ruining our climate and a lot of damage that's irreversible happening. But yeah, I don't know. There's just a major landslide that happened, which was related directly to a course topic I'm doing in a class right now. And uh, the thing, though, is that like compared to Corona, the fact that there was only 
two people dead and nine missing just makes it sound really underwhelming. But from the pictures of what I saw, holy crap, legit like a whole cliff fell on a town. That seems apocalyptic. Yeah. But just the, the, the numbers are underwhelming, which is a good thing. So <laughs> good news there, I guess. Yeah, silver lining. Well, uh, right. you have something you want to talk about. Yes. Speaking of irreversible damage. And, whew, let's begin. So one of our earlier episodes, we talked about it a little bit. We were talking about Brianna Taylor, someone who was sleeping in their home. And after a no-knock search warrant was enacted by the police, a shootout occurred and she was dead at her room, in her room, at her bed. Now, we, ha- we officially had the grand jury testimony to see whether or not the cops would have been prosecuted for it. And Kentucky State AG, uh, State Attorney General, Daniel Cameron, he led the prosecution. He led the grand jury. And he did not tr- attempt to charge any of the officers for murder. But what he did do is he charged one officer for wanton endangerment. Now, if, if it was a normal situation, normal cases, if it was really that complicated, that would have been the end of the story. But it was not the end. It, it's never that, that, that easy. First of all, the only officer who was charged was the officer who missed their bullets, who missed their shots. So that officer was charged with three counts of wanted endangerment because when they shot at Brianna Taylor's apartment, they shot the apartment right next to their, to hers and ended up shooting at a family of three. Well, family of two with an unborn child. So that was the, where each count of wanted endangerment came. Can I just ask you a question quickly? Yeah. What does wanton endangerment stand for specifically? Because that's a new word to me, wanton. Well, it just it just putting someone in significant amount of da- danger. Like, um, not like not in- intentionally, but it's just like just complete disregard of the situation that you just that you put someone in danger. Okay. So blindly shooting into an apartment and and shooting at a, another apartment that's right next that is that is a disregard. Of like public safety disregard of your duty like it makes no sense so that that's that's one mini controversy so grand jury testimonies are supposed to be private right they're not supposed to release that much information other than the evidence that's already known by the public but this this was so unusual that not one but two grand jurors came out that one of them said that they wanted to speak out publicly. The other one said that the state should release the information of the grand jury. Like they should release the testimony that the grand jury was given. Because it was such an unusual situation, they felt that it need they felt the need to make it public. Because at no point did uh, did Kentucky AG Daniel Cameron say try to charge any of the officers who are responsible for Brianna Taylor's death. If anything, he was playing the defense because he would he brought up this uh, witness who said that the police identified themselves before knocking the door, even though the police had obtained a no-knock warrant, even though that same witness six months prior said that he heard no such thing, even though that 12 other neighbors 
who uh, 12 other people who lived in the area said they heard no such thing. And in fact, some of them called the police because they thought uh, Brianna's apartment was getting robbed. Kenneth Walker, Brianna's boyfriend, thought the apartment was getting robbed and he called the police saying his girlfriend was dying. But none of that testimony was important. It was only the testimony of this one random guy who had said the opposite thing six months before. That, that was the, all the evidence that the state AG said that the officers did introduce themselves. Now, there's no discussion of how the warrant, which was used for Brianna Taylor, was for her ex-boyfriend who did not live at the apartment. There was no sort of claim that the officers used excessive force because, according to the official documents, A, there is no proof that Kenneth Walker shot uh, one officer. He did shoot at them, but it's no, there's no definite proof that it was his bullet that hit the officer. But regardless of that fact... <laughs> the officers shot 26 times versus one shot. <sighs> 26. I've been hearing about this so much. And it just seems like such a shit show. There are six different, uh, different homicide laws in the state of Kentucky, each with varying levels of, of severity. No one was saying try to get first degree murder, but at least uh, manslaughter. Like, what? I don't... <sighs> yep. I don't know. It's a really unfortunate thing that happened, too. Like, aren't there so many things that point out that could also have been completely avoidable to start with? Well, the warrant, sh the warrant should, have been a should not have been issued anyways. The police should have warned body cameras because, in turns out, in, in Kentucky, in at least that city, you have to. That's why one officer. That's why one of the uh, officers got fired because none of them were wearing body cams. So <laughs> they're not even following their own rules. No, they're not. Now, mind you, there are reforms that are happening because um, about two, three weeks as of recording. So two, three weeks ago from October six, uh, there was a uh, civil lawsuit, and the city settled with uh, Brianna Taylor's family, where they. Uh, where they agreed to enact some sort of reforms, and the family got some restitution. Now, the thing is, what does it have to take the death of two people, and probably the death of many more people? Well, one person. Be... It was one person? Oh, yeah, her boyfriend. Are you, are you talking about Brianna Taylor? Yeah. Her boyfriend is alive. The one who shot... So, yeah, the, the actual person who shot someone is alive. Okay, but... And mind you, he's allowed to do it, because Kentucky is a stand-your-ground law. So when he thinks someone is breaking in, it is it is his right in Kentucky to stand his ground and sh shoot down any intruders. He has he's under no obligation to retreat. This is why he has not been uh, charged. Yeah, but I don't think he's happy either that his girlfriend died. No, he's not. But like he's not going to jail for it. But basically, what does it take the death of one person? And let's be honest, there's probably more people than just Breonna Taylor who are affected by this. But it's just that they weren't as heavily publicized as this one situation to actually have reform. I mean, yes, I understand it's hard to find problems because sometimes a law seems all right until a bizarre case comes up. But at this point... It doesn't even seem like it was an issue with the law. It just seems like an issue with the people who run the law. There needs to be accountability. Yeah, that's the word. Like, like there, there's a reason that... I forgot what, what the officer's name 
was Chauvin, Chauvin, the one who kneeled on, on George Floyd's neck for seven minutes, he felt like he was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no sense of accountability. If these officers, the officer who shot Tamir Rice, I believe, he's the kid with the BB gun. If I'm wrong, I'll just change the name in post-editing. Um, he, he was fired by several other police precincts, with one precinct saying that he should not be trusted with firearms. Yet he was hired by, I, I think, Cleveland police, and within 10 seconds of showing up uh, to Tamir Rice's location, shot him. A 12-year-old. Within like 10 seconds. I don't know the... Uh, I just heard this news. This other guy in Texas, all he went to... There was a 911 call for a domestic fight. This person had broken up that fight and was walking away. He got tased by the police officer. And like when he was moving wildly, because that's what happens when you get tased, you're not in fully in control. The police officer shot him. That police officer is facing murder charges. So it's not a complete loss. But it's just like, why does this keep happening? And if we're going to talk, it, it's not just a race issue. There was this woman, I forgot where, but she said that her son was having a sort of psychotic break. She, she told the 911 operator that. The police were aware that this kid is unarmed and is having issues right now. So what do they decide to do? They shoot him like three times. The police have an incredibly hard job. And there are really good police officers, but you can't ignore that there's so many of them either feel such a complete disregard that the laws don't apply to them, or they feel so entitled by their actions that they fear no repercussions, or quite simply, they're overwhelmed. They just are not trained to deal with this. In some countries in Europe, you go through two, three years of education. In the U.S., it's like 20 weeks, not even. Police officers in the United States are not trained for the job that they are given. They are given equipment that they are not trained for because they're given military equipment. So we should just let police do the things that they can do and move resources to where we need them to be. Because clearly... Police, in general, cannot handle all the responsibilities we, we've given them, either through insti institutional malpractice, the fact that they're given guns, they're given toys, essentially, like, uh, toys that they're not trained to use. I feel like this I is going back to the whole stop. defund the police con conversation we had before. I mean, that's what the statement was. Yeah, but, but... It's to move resources that are better allocated. I know. Well, as I say, it's more the term reallocate the funds, but... Yeah, people take the most extreme words, but this is what it... We need, like, America, we need to do better. Well, in 2014, we discussed this in Ferguson. That's true. In 2012, we discussed this with, um... Um... What was the kid with the hoodie? Uh... Michael, no. No, that that's the guy got that got choked out by the police, NYPD. Um, Trayvon Martin. Yeah, Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Or this was in nineteen nineties, before way before we were born. <laughs> like, <sighs> like with uh, was it King something like that? I think you would need to change topic because you just seem to be getting 
quite miserable from this topic, too. Yeah, let's take another break. <laughs> Hello. And we're back. Time to move on from politics. To tech. And you know I always love my tech. <laughs> well, it's all yours, man. All right. Um, well, I'm going back to graphics. I always start with graphics because that's generally the most interesting news going on in the computer side of things. And uh, NVIDIA announces the RTX A6000 and the A40, which are supposed to be professional use cards for visualization and servers. So anything that requires high computing capabilities for graphics processing and mainly scaled for either professional content creators such as video editors, people who work with like CAD, so 3D modeling, or servers that have to run major calculations and stuff. For example, in uh, vaccine research, we actually use a lot of graphics um, processing to help solve, for example, protein folding problems. But what's interesting about this is that normally their professional use cards were, I think, in the Quadro lineup. So it wasn't RTX. So are they finally scrapping the older uh, professional lineup and finally going all full Ampere architecture, which is the new architecture they're using for these RTX cards or not? And that's kind of like what people are asking about right now. And uh, yeah, so... There's just interesting news, but it's not really on the consumer side of things. Uh, another fun thing to mention, though, about those cards is that they have 48 gigabytes of dedicated RAM just for graphics. And uh, that's more than what you probably have in your computer. The average high-end laptop right now is anywhere between 8 gigs of RAM or 16. But nah, this card has 48 gigs. Your phone has 4 gigs of RAM. I mean, if you have an iPhone, it's like 4 gigs of RAM. I think my phone is something like 8 gigs, but, you know, phones right now are all between the 8 and 4 gig range, and computers are usually between the 8 and 16 gigabyte range, and here we are now with uh, professional cards with 48 gigabytes of RAM, which means you could fit... Well, actually, that's really good for anything that involves now, like, 8K resolutions or whatever, though. So there's a reason for all that, or also... When it comes to modeling and such, you really want to be able to store the whole model onto the card right away to have very fast processing. But yeah, so that's in terms of the professional lineup cards. Uh, more graphics news, though, is that the RTX 3070 launch, so another NVIDIA uh, card in the 30 series that was announced, um, has their launch. its launch has actually been delayed to the 29th of October. And uh, there are two speculations the first one is that they're doing this because they want to better stock up before the launch is happening because if you haven't heard it's been a mess with their other cards because of pre-orders and then too many people buying them it's kind of been all over the place but also what's interesting is that they moved the launch to the day right after the amd rx 6000 series announcement or um yeah Basically, the cards from their competitor AMD are going to be announced on that day, and then they will actually know the specs of all the new AMD cards, and people are wondering if it's possibly to be able to see if they should reduce the price of the 3070 to compete with the AMD cards coming out. Okay, cool. Um, more computer news? I think 
I've heard Intel is opening up a new 10 nanometer facility in uh, Arizona that's been in the works since 2011. And Apple last at them at 6 nanometer. <laughs> well, yeah. But the only difference is that Intel basically does all their manufacturing in-house. Till now. Hmm. Haven't they had a contract with TSMC now? Uh, Apple has a contract with TSMC. I don't know about Intel. I think Intel might have for a new for future processors, but it's a whole complicated thing there. Intel finally gave up. Good for them. Only five years too late. <laughs> yeah. Oh, more news though. This might affect you more. Google. If you use Google, and especially if you're an Android user, that might be more applicable to you. Google is actually investing about a billion dollars in their newsfeed to allow, well, journalists, networks, and such that produce the news for you to better curate the news so it's more reliable. So they're basically trying to put more money into the news industry so that they can get better quality news out to people who look for news through Google. Yay. Again, I feel like that's something they could have done much earlier. Yeah, uh, but, you know, the reason they're doing that is probably because it's companies like Google and Facebook that have really allowed for so much, for the spread of so much fake news in the last years. That is true. And Twitter and Facebook have taken, like, actions against Trump uh, this week about COVID. Oh. So. Okay. They're doing a lot. Also, on the topic of Facebook, this is really stupid, but it's really funny. So, on on the Instagram app, if you go on settings, and then you scroll up, and, like, you keep scrolling up, it'll give you a bunch of different icons you can make your Instagram app look like. So it could be, like, the classic one, like, the normal one that it has now. It could be the old, like, when it first came out logo. I have the golden Instagram logo, so that's a fun fact. Are you, are you telling me this, like, if I were to go in my settings? Because I can tell you one thing. That feature is not available on Android. Okay, so if you're on iOS. <laughs> but on the other hand, if you're an Android user, you can download a custom icon pack and actually change the icon to whatever you want. Guess what? You can do that on iOS 2 now. Yes, I know, but I'm just pointing that out, which is yeah. if the if the feature is not available on uh, Android, you still have a way to change the icon if you want to. Okay. I just think most of our viewers are on iPhones, but whatever. Anyways, let's also preview uh, next week's episode where Congress just released a 449-page report on the big tech companies and their anti-competitive behavior. Is that the, the thing where you were talking about how Jeff Bezos is not happy either during 2020? Yes. Okay. And they have, so 300 of those are just investigations, and they have 150 pages worth of recommendations to address the, the big tech monopolies. So that's the preview for next week's episode. The report came out today, so no one and I had no chance to even attempt to read the 450-page report. I but wouldn't have we'll read it about. anyways. I have readings <laughs> for classes to do instead. I know, Noah. Just add an extra 20 pages per day. I know the math doesn't work. But yes, and we'll also talk about Epic, Google, and Apple, their legal battle that's going on, which is also a big thing for tech. But yeah, that's us next week. And I think we're done for today, right? I mean, I'm mostly done. It's been it's been a busy week, so I'm kind of like in the mood to uh, grab a snack and go to bed. 
Alright, so with that note, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, and check us out on Instagram. All the details are in the description below. Alright, see you guys. See ya. Thank you for listening. <laughs>